assuming, assuming that yep. Spurs do what they're supposed to do against Rochdale. Yes, if they beat them, then it's Rochdale. Yeah, I mean calling them Rockdale. It's okay. I said Rochdale earlier, so we're all wrong. Uh, Elbow, the band Elbow, has a song called "Jesus Was a Rochdale Girl." You could listen to that. It's a good song. All right, welcome to the latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian LaCroix boy, David Smith. Brian Chesko. I don't think I've ever seen you drink a LaCroix. Oh, my gosh. Well, I I forgot how much... Well, I do. I drink a ton of LaCroix ever since I gave up sodas and other alcoholic beverages. But Wait, when did you do that? uh, I don't know. It was like like, uh, four months ago. Really? Yeah, sure. Wait, when we went to your house and had sodas and other alcoholic beverages. No, sure. You didn't partake with us. Not not uh alcoholic beverages that that start with the letter B. Really? Beers. Oh, uh, okay. All right. No, wine wine and and whiskey. Okay. You keep those around. All right. Anyways, I digress. Bottom line is we we have a sound drop I've never used and Brian said saying to me, "You are a LaCroix boy." You are a LaCroix boy. I mm-hmm. saved it. I just Very LaCroix boy. And and since since I re-listened to that, I realized how much LaCroix I really do drink. Interesting. It's a lot, but they're good. I, I did not pick you to be a LaCroix boy. Honestly, worst open we've ever had. <laughs> Maybe so. Uh, this actually uh, lifts my spirits a little bit. Dave, I'm, I'm feeling a little down. You and I were just talking about this. Yeah, man. I'm in that late season lull. Mm. You know what I need more than anything else? A good relegation fight? No, better. More Mo Salah goals. Warm winter training camp. Mm, yeah, warm weather. Some... Warm weather training camp. We need to take a pod warm weather training trip to the to the beach in That's early. True. Not to the beach. Dubai. Mm. We'll take a trip to Dubai. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be good. And visit. All right. It's in the budget, right? Absolutely. Thank you, Slack. Absolutely. That will be no problem at all. Perfect. Well, yeah, just uh, my my fantasy team's sagging a little bit. I'm, I'm I dropped out of the top five percent overall. Uh, you know, I'm struggling to want to watch matches because well, I watched hundreds of them already this I season. I think what's ruining you the worst, and I appreciate your transparency and honesty. Yeah, is you kind of had you know the Olympics are over. You're you you come from a big Olympic family. I mean, you guys champion the true. Olympics. My father won probably, a silver medal probably, back in the '82 games. Is that true? Of course, really? it's not true. <laughs> but I mean, I was about although, to say that's. Although my four-year-old son looks at me during the Olympics and he goes, "Dad, were you ever in the Wimpics?" The Wimpics. And I yeah, said, "Yeah, I like that." I I tried to hold back a smile. I was like, "No, son. Yeah, I just watched them on TV." Yeah, unfortunately, the Wimpics are over for it's you. That's true. Um, but hey, they were fun. They were good. And no, and they were pretty Scott, terrible. It's time for you to get refocused, man. You you've you've got to find the love. And uh, and and you know, all it takes is one good one good fantasy week to kind of get you yeah, going. Again. Maybe everything's just been flat. My club even destroyed West Ham this weekend, and I couldn't find the joy to celebrate. Interesting. The website has sucked the last two weeks. Yeah. I've just been writing just garbage. Yeah, well, strategy so, garbage. Look, sometimes we get in funks. Even the best players, the best golfers. This is not a ball, golf podcast. A ball golf. The best hitters. This is not a baseball podcast. Hmm. And even 
you know, even Harry Kane might go a couple games without scoring. Even the nope. f- great, Only wonderful, fantastic, yeah. marvelous Not Muhammad anymore. Salah might go a few games without scoring. Give him some more adjectives, Dave. Um, I figured I owed that to him. I, and me. Yeah. <laughs> Brian, Dave, what, do you, what I you know Scott something, do to lift his spirits? I know something that will lift Scott's spirits. One, getting on to business here. Oh. Two, <laughs> I can tell you something funny about LaCroix. You want to know something funny? I would love to. <laughs> Is, this, is it about their crazy CEO? No, it's not. You want to know a funny thing someone said about LaCroix? Oh, sure. The Twitter guy, Brandon Sutton. Twitter guy. Yeah, he said uh, LaCroix tastes like the only soft drink they'd allow in a dystopian future where no one is allowed to have emotions. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's one of the best things I've ever heard anyone say about LaCroix because it's true. How do you feel about that, Dave? Uh, come on, guys. It's Listen. so right. true. We're going to just... Hey, listen, no oh, one drinks okay. black coffee the first time and loves it. No one drinks red wine for the very first time and loves it. No one drinks LaCroix for the very first time and thinks, man, this is just the greatest drink ever. But you you will learn to love it. That's that's my last point. I, I won't. won't. I won't also. But <laughs> we can still move on to business. All right, fine. We're going to discuss the nine, yes, nine Premier League matches that have taken place so far in game week. Was it 29? Are we at 29? Yes. I think so. All right, 29. Uh, the no, tenth we're match. We're, we're going to review twenty-eight. We are at approaching game week. Is that right? This is yes. twenty-eight. Yes, this was twenty-eight. As the Olympics Thank you, Brian. Going as soon as Arsenal, as soon count, as Arsenal yeah. and Manchester City wrap it up, it'll be the end of game week twenty-eight. Thank you, Brian. So we're going to talk about the nine matches so far in game week twenty-eight, with an eye toward game week twenty-nine. <laughs> that doesn't help me. Sure, it does. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> As a teenage female, okay. introducing our podcast. <laughs> so what's next? I don't know. I'm going to cry. That's what's next. That's what teenage females do when they've been made fun of like that. Oh, all right. We're going to go into all the segments that you know. Well, not all, but some of them. In fact, we did this pod last week about all of our segments and their origins, and I loved it. And you know what happened, Dave? Tell me. We forgot one. Of course. And I'm going to bring it into this week's pod. Of course we did. That's Great. a good teaser, right? Did we really yeah. forget one? Oh, you'll know I it when you hear it. all the drops. I, I can't believe that. You actually mentioned it, and I forgot to put it into our show. Oh. You'll hear it. Okay, well, so it wasn't one of our major you ones. You will hear it in about 20 minutes. It so wasn't one of our major ones. Keep listening. All right. All right, Brian, we're ready. On to the matches. On to the matches. Manchester United 2, Chelsea 1. Willian gets the scoring started, but Lukaku comes right back to level it, and after halftime, Jesse Lingard puts in the winner. Manchester United remain in second. Chelsea fall to fifth. Fun game. Kind of. Our condolences to anyone who bought Alexis Sanchez at all. I initially thought dud. But Scott, you made a very convincing, I compelling thought be than this. argument. Yeah, and you kind of you kind of swayed me a little bit. I don't own him, but me just neither. Mainly because his price was has always been too high. Correct. But I would have considered it if I would have had a equivalent. You know, if I would have had the money to do it, I, I would have th- thought about it. I think when I made that case, I forgot one very important thing. Josie Mourinho's is man. He he kills yeah. creative players. It's funny you've got Pogba and Lukaku. And Alexis, and insert superstar here. And yet, it just doesn't matter if those guys aren't in a position to perform, if they're not comfortable with where they're playing, if they're not happy with the guys who are playing around them and in the system in which they're playing. 
nothing looked natural among any of those guys in this match. Well, yes, they ended up getting the three points. The second half was much better than the first half. I was going to say, I felt like the second half, especially Lukaku and Sanchez, really started kind of connecting and really started playing off each other, looking for each other. I mean, they almost got – Sanchez kind of rifled in a, a pass about chest high, and Lukaku almost biked it, bicycled yeah, that it was, in. That would have been – uh, that would have been maybe the goal, close to the goal of the season. It would have been amazing. Yeah. So I just wonder, look, they've only had a few games. And, yes, Jose usually kills most creative players. It also seemed like Pogba was playing uh, more advanced in this match. There sure. was a big point of discussion for them after this match. I was gonna, It was going to lead me into a question about this, this entire – almost everyone that was involved in this match. But I know that um, – Something that uh, the ESPN ESPN guys were talking about. Jose Mourinho was a little bit upset at the suggestion that it was just a two-man. That it was Matic and Pogba playing in front of a back four. McTonamy, or is it? Well, is he's right? his. He was saying even a couple weeks ago that it wasn't like that. That it was Lingard, basically Pogba and Lingard, as the right and left, right and left midfielders in a three-man midfield, and so. Even this suggestion that he'd been playing deeper only with Matic, Mourinho kind of uh, bristled at that. And so, yeah, I mean, the perception, though, is I think it's only made worse because Pogba's not... He's just not producing what I think people would want him to produce. And yeah. so production isn't showing necessarily... He seemed much... I'd say he was good, uh, or seemed good in this match against Chelsea. But, I mean, at least for fantasy purposes, what I was going to ask is... Why does this feel like the riskiest group of players to own across the board almost? Martial, Lingard, Pogba, Sanchez, Willian, Hazard, uh, Murata for sure, and uh, weirdly, even with an amazing game, Lukaku. Why is this the risk? Why does it feel risky to have any of those guys? Manager drama. There's no stability. Well, in... in they haven't been able to establish any type of consistency. Look what Big Rom did. Look what Rom did this time. He had a goal and an assist. Yeah, but, he but are has, you buying? Are you buying? He has him? three. Oh, well, I'm saying well, he has three goals and two assists in the last five games. Yeah, I was gonna say in his last. He, I was gonna say six games. He's got his scores five, five, two, six, two, twelve. But are he's, you selling? He's only losing owners. Eleven point yeah. two is the lowest. Because are you selling Kane season. or Aguero to get him? No, um, no. Well, I think more people are going to be depending on what happens Thursday. Yeah, more people will consider going from Aguero to Lukaku. I think than maybe had been in a while. I, but, but yeah, I get. But you're right. I'll say this: I would absolutely lean more forward towards you, this type of a performance. Lukaku and Sanchez teaming up. And, and doing things moving forward and Pogba getting in the mix, I think that is more likely moving forward than than them going in the opposite direction. I think absolutely right now, if Lukaku is at 11.2, I would be surprised if his price drops anymore. If it goes to an 11.1, I would think it's an absolute buy. I think, I think he's going to do very well going out the rest of the season. I don't know. You've got at Crystal Palace next weekend, then you have them hosting Liverpool following that, and then he doesn't play in game week 31. Well, it feels like no one. who do, The question will be at some point, right. 
who actually plays in game week 31? Well, that'll be next week's pod. Yeah, yeah. Okay. but are you, who's buying Lukaku? Do you really think if, if Aguero sits on Thursday, which you know who knows at this point, yeah, what happens there? But if that happens, are you really going to buy Lukaku for him? Uh, I think I'm not. I think it would take. I think it would take Thursday Aguero missing completely for the for the first little bits of people to start thinking about what to do with him. And I'm going to declare now that even if Aguero blows both hammies, I'm not buying Lukaku in his place. I'm buying Roberto Firmino. Yeah. Yeah, and that's fair. Totally fair. And Yeah, for sure. Firmino has been playing, and we'll get to them, but he's been playing very well. What are we to think about Jesse Lingard coming on and, uh, and playing? Is he going to find a way back into a starting lineup? No. None of these guys are going to be consistent, like you said. I mean, I could be wrong. This is me making a bold declaration here. But do you really feel like both clubs are trending up? Are any players both, on both this clubs club? meaning Chelsea United and Chelsea. and Chelsea. Are any of these players trending up on these clubs? Uh, William. You say that because no, he scored. I'll ask a question about no, no, William. No. But no, he I, scored in multiple games in a row in the cup match, in the Champions League, and now the league. Sure, and only one of those could potentially give me FPL points. Un- completely understood, but I'm looking at the whole apple, not just the one bite, Scott. Yeah, but he, he, where was he in the second half of this match? <laughs> I have no idea where that came from. <laughs> where was he in the second half of this match? That's the whole thing. Like, he doesn't score that first half goal. We're talking about how nobody on Chelsea well, showed on. up. In it's not fair to discount the whole second half if just because he didn't score in the second half and the first half. I'm not discounting him for not scoring. I'm counting him. I'm discounting him for doing nothing of significance in that Hey, quick now. guessing game for you guys. What number is Willian in the list of the most transferred in this week so far? Transferred in. He is he is 10. In, I'll say he is in the top. I'll say he's in the top 3. He is third. Wow. Third most transferred in. Nicely wow. done. Third most transferred in, but let's for let's, who? Let's talk about the last Oh, let's go um let's just do the last four matches and look at minutes played. Bournemouth, four weeks ago, zero minutes. Yep. Watford, 33 minutes. West Brom, 10 minutes. Manchester United, all 90. So I guess my question is for everyone who's rushing to grab him as quickly as possible, are those minutes worth it to you? Because that is not an, those are not anomaly minutes. Those are consistent with everything he's done all season minutes. So I get... I, I mean, I totally understand. He's he's absolutely on what looks like scorching fire, but it just seems like, like I said, add him to the list of risk. This he's, risk list is it's high. Is I was going to try to find something else that was kind of all right. Let's let's do a quick let's do a quick poll, Brian. Yeah. How many United and Chelsea players combined do you own in your fifteen? I own one, and that is Eden Hazard. Okay, Dave. Oh, none. None from either club. No. All right. I am at a one as well, and that's Phil Jones. He sat on my bench this week. Right. But I didn't have a great fantasy week. Wasn't that great? I still have like four players left to play on Thursday, right. but still. Are you going to buy anyone from this, from either of these clubs going into the next week? Um, Are you going to buy William? No. Still, the only person out of, <laughs> out of only, of, of the, both of these teams, the only guy who I really, really want that I don't Victor have. Moses. Is Victor Moses. Dave, and are you I'm buying not, anyone? And I'm not buying him. Are you looking at Romelu Lukaku as your number one striker? Because that's what he'd have to be. I have one Harris Kane. Well, uh, Dave, 
you have Obama Yang on your team. I'm looking at his jersey right now. Yeah. I think that's a switch I would probably Yeah, you're probably right. I would maybe do that move. Although I would also go to Firmino and save myself some money. Yeah, I gotta wait and see what happens this week. I mean look, I I, I wanted it to work out. You Homer. I, well, yeah, hey. I homered it. I get it. I homered I get it. it. I could easily drop from a bomb yank to Firmino and yeah, get some bank. Yes. Right. By the way, speaking of bank, I mean William. Anyone that you're going to sell for him is probably going to collect you some bank. It, he's in a price range of his own at six point eight. It's I'll, just I'll give you one what? based on current current uh, dip and what what uh, has now turned into a few weeks of uh, of bad returns. Would you swap Theo Walcott right now for William? Yes, no doubt. And see, and that's something that that people could do. Absolutely. I'm just saying this. Look, if he, Brian, you're right. Those aren't anomaly Scott, minutes. Are you doing it right now? Okay. <laughs> no, I'm. I'm. My answer is going to be no. But I want to okay, hear Dave's sure. explanation for you. No, look. I, there's statistically, I cannot go. Brian's right. William has a not. Those aren't anomaly minutes by William. His last four games are completely consistent with his minutes for the rest of the year. But the caveat to that is if you've been paying attention to Chelsea's other games, like I've already said, in the FA Cup, in the Champions League, and this, three consecutive games within the last seven days, he's played all 90 minutes, I believe, in, in those games, and he's scored in each of them. You know so what I, think, I, think, I think that's what people are gravitating towards. You know what I think people are also... It's the whole apple, You know not what I think people bite. are... They think they're buying? What? I think they think they're buying points from when... Uh, William hit both posts against Barcelona uh, and then listen, scored later. That's what I think. They're kind of the goal posts he's been hot. He's been hot. are still echoing across the land <laughs> yes, from this past weekend. All right, Scott, so you were going to say no. Let's keep this thing moving. Uh, I'm not I'm not buying Willian for Walcott. You, you would not switch buying Marco. for Walcott. I'd buy Marco for Walcott. And Dave, I would suggest I would suggest even on your your guys. Yep. I I look. I know it might be a fool's errand. It might be complete and utter lunacy. But Aaron Ramsey, if he's going to be healthy, why? <laughs> I mean, that's a. I know. Look, that's like saying I, if Andy Carroll's groin will be okay sure. this weekend. I get it. What I'm saying is, oh, I feel like there are yeah. other guys who you know when they're out there are going to play. Other than kind of no matter what. And I mean, Willian, look, Willian could be Pedro next week. And Pedro Willian, and the only thing you know for sure is that one or both of them, or Cesc Fabregas maybe, could be coming in or out depending on what how Conte feels. And I would like to throw one other wrinkle into this. Uh, first, just Hazard had a, another another good game. I would say he showed exactly why he's valuable. Played 72 minutes, ended up with a bonus point despite subbing off early, just on an assist. Okay. Antonio Conte got himself into a bit of trouble after the match because he subbed him off early for what he said were tactical reasons, which I think is sound. Everyone rightly thought that was insane. He said, we have to keep the same performance for 90 minutes and we didn't have a great balance. Every single player has to work with the ball and without the ball. I would like to remind you that Eden Hazard finished with a bonus point despite not playing 18 game minutes. Sounds like... I'm just saying... If this is the Antonio Conte who's going to tinker around with a lineup that could end with with Eden Hazard subbing off for tactical reasons, why in the world is Willian safe? Fair enough. Look, I, I'm, I'm I, like I, I I agree he's a he's an explosion of points waiting to happen, but I just think 
this is weirdness. Before I did anything, I would need to see him start at least two more games in a row. But listen, there's some there's some horned up Chelsea players, Chelsea fans out there that that want to pick him up and and put him in their lineups and figure six point eight probably the lowest he'll be in a while. By Maybe. the way, I'm probably not going to do that William move even if I wanted to until after they go to Manchester City this coming weekend. Yeah, yeah. sure. Liverpool four, West Ham one. Emery Chan, Mohamed Salah, Roberto Firmino, Sadio Mane sharing the wealth. For the Reds, Mikel Antonio though gets one consolation goal for the Hammers. Four-one, Liverpool win. Subbed on late. And instant, came, instant impact. It's true. It's true. And uh, Dave, this is where I want to go right into the uh, segment we forgot last week. I want to give out the Brad Guzan Award yeah. for courage. That's right. Well, you did say that in the. I you did. You did yeah. mention that. We Dave. forgot all about it. Given to a goalkeeper under fire, but who uh, is able to walk did, off the pitch with his head held high. Adrian. Oh, not Adrian. <laughs> it is Adrian. Oh, okay. Despite giving up four goals and facing a total of twenty-one shots, he still came up with eight <laughs> saves. That was big. Oh man, wait, you go, Adrian. You did uh, you did your best, man. Um, last week when we did our buy sell of the week, I specifically named Andy Robertson as a guy who I would buy. Yep. And I didn't. And I just want to say, I suggested I, to Scott I, I to just sell Odomendi and to pick up Robertson. Just, Instead, you know what I did? No, what? I sold Odomendi and I bought Virgil. Uh, I went with Virgil, which when Antonio's goal went in, hurt. But either way, Andy Robertson solidified in the starting lineup, as evidenced by the fact that Moreno mm-hmm. came off the bench in this match. Yeah, I just wanted to say I'm stupid and I'm sorry <laughs> for not Andy adding Robertson. Robertson? Yeah. Of course, I had him on my draft team. <laughs> um, what's insane is I believe wait, wait, wait. I, we need to explain that really quick because it's been a few weeks since we've talked yeah, about that. Could Brian's, be its own segment almost. Brian's draft team it really could be its own segment is dominating our draft league. He's more than a hundred points ahead of the nearest yeah. competitor, and yet Brian's he draft is team, near the bottom of the budget league. Dra- Brian's draft team is dominating his budget team that's, <laughs> with well, a captain. And well, there's no it, yeah, there's that's, no chips. That's been the that's been the thing is that my I have nearly <laughs> as many points in my draft team as I have in my on my budget team. And uh, here's how far ahead you are. I owned you last weekend. I beat you by 25 points yeah. in the draft league. Oh yeah, that- and you're still ahead by more than a hundred points overall. <laughs> Yeah, I'm. I'm almost. Ma- I almost. <laughs> and I'm made, in second place. <laughs> I almost made that gap up again this week. Pete. Anyway, no, I, look, it's just yeah. it's just frustrating because it it seemed like I know you can't. You're not. You're not banking on an assist from a defender, but I mean, he played a great game. I know it was late on, but the same thing. You don't necessarily expect that. You know that Antonio Mikel Antonio is going to come on in 30 minutes and score a goal like with you know like I the, thought Marco might score. Marco was very unlucky. Um, look, we said about Marco, I, I, I asked, why is everyone rushing out to get him? Like, as soon as he came back, he scored those goals. Just thought, like, don't rush and grab him right away. I mean, he, he easily could have had one, if not two, in this one early on. You know, you know, just a really good save by Karius on one. And Either way, like, they're headed now for three lesser, you know, just lower level competitors. And one of them is Burnley. It's not necessarily low, but they get Burnley at home. Uh, yeah, I'd now buy Marco, except that, you know, you're not going to have him in week 31. 
So question. Yeah. All right. So first of all, we talked about how Marco's not great against the top flight club. Right. The top top six clubs, I should yep. say. Uh, but you like you said, we've got a little bit of a gap here. I would I'd buy him now as a three week rental. Yeah. No question. And then move on to somebody else in that yeah, spot. Yeah, they go Swansea. Mind. I think they go Swansea, Burnley, and I mean, then uh and then and then somewhere else, another place. Sure. <laughs> I've got I've got freaking Theo Walcott in my lineup. Probably the biggest bust in the second half of the season for me. Which we all, we all miss that too. We miss that, that stutter dad. We I he was the second half Hesse, is what he was. Interesting. Uh, uh, oh, they play South, a they, black eye on our podcast. Mm. Southampton. They have, they play Southampton after week thirty. All right, but here's the question, Brian. Yeah. If I'm going to do a three week hammer rental, which sounds funny. Yep. Now that I said that, Marco or Antonio. Uh, I think I'm still going to take Marco, uh, mostly because uh, I think he's because he's still for whatever reason he's established himself as the trusted. You know, he's a he's a striker. I mean, he's playing. He's basically playing alone up top. He's he's already showed the the little bit that Chicharito has been out there that he and Chicharito can can play together. I just think he's the the least likely to lose minutes. Where Antonio's still kind of working himself back into fitness. Yep, you know, he I, played 24 minutes and 90 against Watford, had an assist against Watford, a good game there, and then you know comes on and scores the goal against Liverpool. So Antonio definitely is is good, but I mean, he's five tenths more than Marco. He's 7.4. So I think just in that little bit of difference, I would still go with, I'd still go with Marco, and I think Marco still is a, I think he's a good buy. Hey. Heck. Why not for as much as they have left for the rest of the season? He's as good as anyone else you're going to get for that price. Sure. Roberto Firmino, his last six matches, 8-2, eight, 8-2, eight, 12, 8. Yeah. He, no, no striker has better scores than that in the last six weeks. None. Hmm. He is on fire. It's 40, 40 points. Over six matches. That's pretty did good. Did you add all that up like that? I think I, I did. I guess I had the eights and the twos and the twelves and yeah. the eights. Yeah, sure. Well, look at you. Yeah. That's what my Math uh, guy. high school education will do for me. <laughs> it's true. So at what point do you, if you've got two premium strikers in Kane and Aguero, do you sell one for Firmino? Do you do that? Do you I'd do rather Aguero? own Firmino than Aguero right now. You think so? Absolutely. Aguero's scoring. Firmino's guaranteed start. And there, there is, I just don't know. You raise a really good point, Dave. You raise a really good point. And that's, that is this. We're getting down to the end of the season, and the, the amount of players that you have available, available to you is only going to narrow. I've said this before. City wants multiple trophies. They just want, got one this past weekend as I, as I cried and they crushed my decrepit team. And they're going for more. They already got the league locked up. Everyone knows that, right? So is it going to surprise anyone if he sits out some league games? No. But who, I'd say who won't be sitting out is Firmino. No, Liverpool's got a – Klopp knows his best 11 right now. It's the 11 that have has been playing. And yep. it's been largely unchanged for several matches now, yep. including Champions League. Yep. Yep. He's been taking advantage of the fact that they weren't in either cup competition in the later rounds. Yep. They haven't been in for a few weeks now in either cup competition. It's this and it's the Champions League. He can stick with the same 14 guys for those two competitions, which is a very safe place to be if you're an FPL owner. Firmino has been awesome. Salah has, continues to be awesome. Um, isn't, uh, isn't this a good place to ask a question? Chan, you believe it? <laughs> <laughs> 
There has been. He speaking seems of to speaking of consistency, since we ha- since he's forced us to talk about him today, goal and an assist, three bonus points, thirteen fantasy points this week. Four point nine. He's already up from four point eight from earlier in the week. It's five point four percent owned. Emery Chan. Nine nine out of the last ten weeks, he's played all ninety minutes yeah. for Liverpool. And as the FPL Fantasy Premier League reminded us either yesterday or today, I don't know when their video was out, but they he's played the most minutes of any Liverpool player on the team in the past ten matches. So he's the fourth most transferred in player this week, just behind Willian. Uh, would you buy Emre Chan if you have Milovic? I don't know. I'm saying anyone since he is fifth midfielder price. Pick, pick your this, fifth midfielder. Is given what you could get with we've talked about Loris Carius at four point eight, which is probably not going to stay there very long. I can't imagine Andy Robertson also four point eight. Salah, Mane, Firmino. Is Emre Chan, who tons of people are buying. You didn't buying say him. Virgil, I don't think, did you? No, I didn't no. say Virgil. Another defensive option. How about what I'm saying is, and I, th- I know plenty of people that probably jumped in on Oxlade Chamberlain, who you're looking at right now. What I'm saying is, Chan is 4.9. Obviously, lots of people like that value. I mean, he I know. will produce. Well, and there's one more guy, surprisingly, you did not mention. I brought this up. Two pods ago, and you you were like, "Well, hold on, I don't know what Klopp's going to do." But Trent Alexander Arnold has started down three games in a row. It's just he, a, it's that's a he's a but that's just three. Until and Joe I know Gomez. It's he's closer to missing minutes than than all the other names that were just mentioned. The longer you wait on Trent Alexander Arnold, the lower the the reason to buy him. The, the lower the, the threshold of time that remains until Gomez returns, like yep. Brian said. We ha- I have someone that you need to buy while we're sitting here, Dave, a little bit later. All so right. just you just hang on. There's there. lots of options. The yeah. question is, that's why I mean, where do you go wrong? I, that's why I guess that's my question. Like, you know, who who is this? That's that's you know, wh- who are the forty thousand people this week who have already jumped on Chan? You know, like that's I'm I'm really not sure. Like, I guess maybe if you. You know, if you did what any of us would have said, which, you know, if you bought Goodmanson from Burnley a few weeks ago, you know, and Burnley just, you know, just does, does, doesn't score. It, and he's not really doing it right now. You save yourself a tenth going from, say, right, Goodmanson. Sure. Or any of those other guys that are in the, fi- you know, Pascal Gross, maybe. You, you probably no, could. I'd want Gross over. That's the thing. Like, Milivojevic is still cheaper than Chan. He still is the same. You know, I'd say he's, a, you know, because he's on the on penalties, you'd probably right. prefer him, I think. Yep. Look, but anyway, I, me, I mean, this you, he's he's forced everyone into this weird decision because he's four point. If you made me pick three Liverpool players, I would I would that I would want on my team, I would I would take Salah, Firmino, and Robertson. Those okay. are the three I want. Boy, Loris Karius is so so tempting though. I know. The only reason I haven't made that move yet was because Fabianski that burned me this past weekend with yeah. his zero. Crystal Palace nil, Tottenham one. Took eighty-eight minutes, but Harry Kane put in this. You can't matches. stop Harris Kane. It's his golden boot, Scott. <laughs> Look, I tell you this every week. It other is his than, golden boot. You're other than right. Arsenal flushing themselves continually down the the season, Spurs toilet, are trying to. Spurs and Liverpool are going to finish in the top four. Yes, and they easily could finish two, three. 
Yep. I think either one of those teams are should catch Manchester United. I like the feeling of both those teams, the way they're playing. Look, even Liverpool. And now, here's another thing. Palace has played people tough. Didn't they, didn't yes. they beat? Ha, yes, they, play, they so, always do. Palace is always a tough play. It was at Palace in, in Tottenham. They grinded out. These are the exact type of games. If City didn't have such a massive lead, you would look back and say, that grind out win that we got at the end of that Palace game was massive. And, you know, Hennessy, Hennessy thought he was Brad Gazan in this match. He was, he was having a massive type of a game. He was summoning – I mean, you, would, you could have closed your eyes and thought it was David De Gea out there. But bottom line is, they got it, and Spurs got the victory. Harris Kane continues to score. Christian Eriksen with the assist. I don't care how much money he is. Christian Eriksen, I just feel like he's going to be solid All right, the rest, hold on, the hold rest on, of the season. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What? I can only own so many players. I know. And I've gotten Son and stayed with him in my midfield. Yeah. So now you're telling me about Christian Eriksen. What do I do? I don't know because I just feel like Christian. <laughs> no, I just feel like Christian. No, but like Christian Eriksen is one of those guys. That, you know, we said if you know he he's similar, I think, to Lukaku, where there are other options. There are other options that are that are definitely cheaper. You have the premium options above him, so he just gets lost kind of in that shuffle. But where is he? Where is he in points? Son, for the first time in no. a very long time, no, where is came Erickson? on as a sub. Where is Erickson in points? He's fourth overall in midfielder fourth. scoring. He's fourth in midfielder scoring. Christian Erickson, who everyone has seems like the same with Lukaku, has only been selling all year long. And yet there he is. And I know there's a big jump between him and Raheem Sterling, but yeah, still. Yeah, he's, he's half a pound less than Salah. Right. That's who I'd have to sell to get Christian exactly. Erickson. Exactly. So... Despite the high, the high price tag, Christian Eriksen has, to me, obviously been worth it. Well, he's only season. higher than Sterling above him, and it's not by much. Unless, unless I were to sell someone like Son for Eriksen. I know that's a 1.2 pound difference or something yeah, like that right now. Say. But I do a double transfer and sell Aguero for Firmino. Yep. That's an easy. That's oh, an easy. Would I rather Am have... I better if I've got Firmino and Erickson over Aguero and Son? Yes. Uh, Dave Smith is going to say definitely yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Man, it sure the answer is it yes. Seems like it. Yes. And if anyone wants to put a bet on it, let's bet on it right now. Oh, well, man. one man who's not in a betting mood right now is Roy Hodgson. He's going to provide our manager quote of the week. Yeah. Very Great. briefly, I just want to read this to you guys. I actually had to use my dictionary app to figure out wow. what he was saying. Did they like to, just to translate it? Was it to, the old English? I I think it was. <laughs> I think it was because I've never heard this word before. Okay. Our British listeners might be very upset with me in a um, minute. Sorry. Uh, Roy says this. It's very frustrating. I feel really sorry for the players because to work as hard as that and to be under the cosh as long as we were, I thought we worked so hard. If I'd have been talking to you here at nil nil, I'd have been a happy man. But now I can't hide my feelings. I'm not an actor. I'm really sad for the players. He said a lot more. But uh, there's just some honesty there from Grandpa Roy. And uh, I did not know did not know what kosh was. Yeah, sure. But apparently it's like a, a an instrument that you bludgeon people with. Huh. Yeah, Brian, I hate being under the kosh. Well, you do now, now that you know what it is. Yeah. Um, I love these guys. <laughs> if it wasn't for uh, Kane bailing out Spurs, Dave, uh, you, you would like to give... 
an honorable honorable mention. mention Cameron Drum Wasteful Player of the Week award only because his teammate Harris Kane bailed him out. Did Serge Aurier not have? He literally, literally had the ball at his feet with no one in front of him on the one yard line before the goal. Yeah, right, to, very, to be was, clear, let me correct. Very, he was very close. I need to correct two things, just because I'm 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 being literal now. He was four yards out, but also I think the ball was literally is actually under his feet. He tried to surfboard the ball well, into the net. Not my fault that he doesn't know how to control his own feet. Hey, He's a professional not, athlete for you're God's not wrong, sakes. Man. You're not wrong. He also mention is absolutely warranted. He also had a, a, a bad throw in in the game. That's true. Yeah, he yeah, did. He did. Um, <laughs> not a not a great thing. Anyway, so he Darwin. doesn't win the award. That award will no. go to another player. But he almost well, he wins the honorable mention. I'll say this that. is not a basketball podcast, but he certainly isn't going to win the Tim Duncan Award for fundamentals. No. 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 Uh, in our at least annual segment that we like to call. Congratulations to all of you who bought back in on Ben Davis, oh, let's say eight weeks ago. Ben Davis is killing us all. Ben Davis peaked at 1.3 million owners in week eight. He reached his lowest point of ownership uh, in week 22. Lowest point since the earliest weeks of the season. He was down to 750,000 owners. He is now back up to... Almost 1.2 million owners right now. He's the first most transferred in player this week. He's over 20% owned. He's 5.7 pounds and climbing. I cannot believe... Hold on. I I cannot believe that rotation with Danny Rose is over yet. I can't believe that it will be. However, look at how many weeks it is To wait... Since week twenty-three, I know, I know. he has I know. scored six, eight, six, one. The blip on the screen, twelve, seven. I'll repeat: six, eight, six, one, twelve, seven. Yep. He's been only excellent. At least one. Uh, at least one Spurs blog that I saw. I sorry, I don't have the name right in front of me right this second, but I know there's still fan discussion about what what to do with that position. Whether you know. Anyone who remembers Danny Rose and his, you know how how potent he can be at times, and whether or not you know having that pace is going to be advantageous to Spurs for the rest of the season, especially in some of these games that are you know kind of crucial there towards the you know the middle and end of the remaining <coughs> matches they have. You know, I, Ben Davis just keeps whenever he's out there, like he did last year, he just keeps making them really good and. You know, I feel really, I feel sorry for all of us that we don't have him and that, that I just, I just feel like he's just kind of slid there under the radar. He has been under the radar. Hey. And no. not, and yet not. He's only been good this whole time. And, uh, yeah, he was fully on our radar first half of the year. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, you know, it's interesting though, because Spurs are that club every year. One of the big clubs harms themselves with the number of matches they have to play. Yes, they host Huddersfield next week and ne- next weekend in the Premier League, but they also have to host Rochdale in the middle of the week because they have to replay them in the FA Cup after they had to replay Newport County in the FA Cup. This is Liverpool last year, mm-hmm. Tottenham this year, having to play all these extra matches. I just have to wonder, along with the Champions League that they're currently still in, if this yep. isn't going to catch up to them at some point. Harry Kane feels 
on like he feels like you can't can't sell him. But no. everyone else in the lineup feels a little iffy just on the basis of how many matches they're going to be having to play. Yeah, and we can talk a little bit about injuries because they have one that's pretty big. Uh, just that Jan Vertonghen did not mm. play in this match, which uh, could be an issue for them. He's been a, a rock in my draft league. Yeah. Leicester one, Stoke one. Stoke scored all the goals in this one. Shakiri got the scoring started. Once again, putting a dagger through my heart and calling out to all the Oompa Loompas in all the land. Jack Butlin did his best Liverpool goalkeeper <sighs> audition. Though. Screw you, Jack Butlin. Oh, man, oh, man. <laughs> hey, first of all, Shakiri. Keeping all my Stoke defenders from getting clean sheets. I was going to say, all three of your Stoke Screw you, Jack Butlin. I wanted to come in here this week and say, screw everybody. Go get yourself some Stoke defenders. And you know what? Thanks. Thanks for nothing, Jack Butlin. Butthead. In your face, Dave. Uh, <laughs> England Shak- starting goalkeeper? First Question of all, mark? can we say that Shakiri scored another goal? It's so, it's so good. It is so, so good. Right as I was watching, my first thought was, well, number one, I wasn't surprised because I said, I said to myself, "Well, Brian told me he was going to do that." I, I, I seriously said that to myself. Brian told me he would do that. You went through a couple pods ago. You said, "I don't know why anyone wouldn't want to own Shakiri." The games that are coming up, he beats the lower end or at the same well, he place. He scored or assisted in all of the three that they you. had upcoming at that point. Yes, and so and, he's done and, it in two. He only has Southampton left yep. to do that. Again. Yep. We and then we don't have to belabor the Shakiri point because I feel like that's you, if you he everyone's jumping back on him. He's well, he's know, a highly just, sought after midfielder now. There's almost no one other. Than, I mean, he and Willian are the two most transferred in midfielders. He's it, still only six point two. It's just annoying that like we said that weeks ago, yet you know now everyone's saying it, and it's like oh, I mean, well, duh, you know. Shakiri. Now, what everyone should do is Brian after Southampton sell him. Well, yeah, because then they play City. But the, I mean, even still, I mean, he's still he's been the, to me the one of the only really ownable guys. Unless you're Dave. Hey, so hats close. off, really though, Jack Butlin. Despite just a ridiculous own goal, nine saves. Nine. Oh, and there's some really nice Nine saves, Dave. All three bonus points despite the own goal. This game was a game. It was so much fun to watch. The last 15 minutes of the game, if you miss this game, just watch the last 15 minutes. There was the wildest exchanges right in front of the goal. The soccer ball, football, ping-ponging around. This is not a ping-pong podcast. (laughs) Right in front of goal. true. Hitting posts. Off of the back of goalkeepers, off of legs, bouncing around, finally getting cleared, and then it coming right back into the box. I mean, it was just Mares missing a one-on-one with the goalkeeper, who in turn wins the Cameron Jerome Wasteful Player of the Week award. Thank you, Riyad Mares, for having a clear shot one-on-one with the goalkeeper and trying to dribble around him and then chip it over him, and you fouled it up. You sorry sack. You yeah. tried your best. His miss is the only reason why your Stoke defenders got any points at all. No, I know. He Listen, to Morris's credit, I, obviously tongue-in-cheek there, he had a laser from outside the box that required Butland to almost probably break his hand to stop that. In a segment we like to call 
okay, seriously, what are you guys going to do about Riyad Mahrez? Nothing. Over 100,000 people transferred in him transferred him in since last game week. I, he's up to 8.7. He played all 90 minutes here. So he's back to, I guess, full Mares. Six shots, three of them on target in the match. But, of course, he's one of the many dudes out week 31. I guess he's one of those guys that I would like to know. What range of player are you giving up? If you could get Riyad Mahrez, he he looked pretty good it, for me, and I owned him before the transfer window opened, uh, and then I and I sold him. But and it, it so I owned him when he was when he was playing very well. He would have to start that back. He he looked it looked a little promising, but he's gonna have to do more before I'm willing to. You want to see a goal from Mahrez before you'll buy him? At least. Don't you feel like it'll be too late then, though? No. No, because, I mean, he's not going to jump in price until he actually does something. Anyways, so, yeah, I, I don't know. For me personally, he's got to do something. Okay. Burnley 1, Southampton 1, Ashley Barnes and Manolo Gabbiadini exchanging goals. Ugh, stupid freaking Southampton. Gabbiadini. Gabbiadini. Well, you say Gabbiadini, stupid, Ugh. stupid him and stupid everyone. But I'm going to go ahead and give my fantasy half point to someone who can't score points in fantasy Premier League. But if he could, he definitely would have gotten assist points in this one. I'm, of course, referring to the referee, Bobby Madley. Yeah, good work, dude. Getting in the way to allow the rush that gave Gabby Adini eventual goal. And good for Gabby Adini. It was really good. One of the most effective ways to score your game-tying goal is to pull uh, Ashley Barnes down. You yeah. always got to pull Ashley Barnes yeah, sure. out of the way before you can kick the ball into the net. Yeah. So it's really important. It's not always amazing when you see, like you did, Dave, when you watch all those points just vanish from a you know Let's, where you, where you're going. You know you have a clean sheet, and then in this one, the 89th, hey, 90th minute. Uh, I was I was watching so long to those. I was watching the Liverpool West Ham game yep. as this game was going on. I was in the room with someone. In our league, who had Nick Pope going, yep. Loughton, and me. Wow. That's a lot of points. And all of a sudden, I hear him go, no! And I'm like, what just happened? Yeah. He goes, Southampton scored. And I'm like, I just, I felt bad for him. I was in disbelief because I was like, yeah, because it because I had Pope time. and I had Pope and Loton and and I'm watching thirteen uh, points turn into five yeah. points all of oh, a sudden. It's so oh, so heartbreaking. The most common number across my lineup this past weekend was two. Yeah, <laughs> everybody was getting two. Yeah, for the, me and my lineup. Um, I know it's not my segment, but Sean Dice should at least get credit for. A really solid manager quote. Go it's ahead. not the manager he, quote of the week. I have to pick and choose my Dice quotes because he gives you, them every week. You can week. quote him every he week, right? He is every absolutely, week. it is criticism as art. It is so perfect. And he has had the right, we've mentioned this before, and lots of people have said it, that he has had more right to complain, this seems like, this season. After the match said, we created enough with a goal, there was a penalty before that on Barnes. There was a handball outside their box by the goalkeeper. Counterattack laid on by the referee. And then no foul for the goal. 
Apart from that, I was pleased with everything. (laughs) (laughs) Such a perfect way to describe the match action. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Sean Dyche. Look, Gabby and Dini's goal is not going to make anyone go out and get him fantasy wise. Hey, Guido it? Carrillo with the uh, with the assist though on that—that's his first uh, attacking return since he joined the team. I, oh, I I wouldn't be surprised if there, he finds more of that. I'll rephrase: Is the Carrillo or Gabby Adini, is anyone going out to sign them? Probably not. I'm not. No. Nah. So I, the only other Southampton player I think worth mentioning is James Ward-Prowse. Again, now, this game. He did not produce, but in the nope, last... He's starting to do more like what I expected he would do, Dave. Well, hold on a second, Scott. <laughs> All right, Dave, go ahead. Don't don't you poo-poo it. All right. He, ju- he is coming off weeks of 15, 2, 8, 12, and then 2 and 2 the last two weeks. So, look, let's give the... Your thing was playing time. Your thing has always been playing time, and he's been... He's, he's streaky. He's streaky. He has started the last eight games, and... The last 10 out of 11 games he started. It's decent. I mean, I'm, yeah. that's really good. I don't know. Did you buy I him, Dave? You, I refer you, though, to uh, yeah, but did you Chan buy him? That, yeah, but did you buy him, Dave? No, no, no. I, I okay. do not own him. I but, refer you to Emery Chan, as Brian mentioned earlier. I'd much rather own Chan. Okay, that's fair. Price. You'd rather own Chan? I currently own Milivojevic, and I'm not going to sell him for James Ward-Prowse. All right, fair enough. I just wanted to bring that up. Burnley, anything worth anything worth mentioning? Nothing fantasy-wise? new. I do want to point out something that's not fantasy related, but more just Premier League related. I'm really enjoying how this table is turning out. Yeah, clubs two through six. I'm going to keep Arsenal in the mix they at the don't moment. It. But clubs two through six are providing some fascinating watching. But then also because of what's happening in the bottom half of the table. Before we had said seven and eight were on their own tier, and then 9 through 20 yeah. was on tier. Honestly, if you look at 7 through 19, <laughs> come on, there are only 11 points separating those 13 clubs. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. The, the bottom half of the table has caught up to Burnley and Leicester. And I'm not saying Burnley and Leicester in the relegation zone, I'm, or in right. a relegation fight. You just I'm simply saying that the table has smashed together, not from 9 to 20 anymore, but from... Seven yeah. to nineteen. It's amazing, honestly. If you you know West Ham could get three wins in a row and be in Europa contention. That's true. Which is that's not. I haven't looked at their schedule, that's so not maybe that's too crazy. crazy. But no, that we already just said they have three good matches coming up. Yeah, I mean anyway. Southampton could still find their way into seventh. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's a crazy table. It's a lot of fun, and I've started doing something already. With 10 matches left to go, I'm going to keep doing this. Where I, When I make a list of the matches so I can keep track of how to prepare for the podcast, yeah, yeah. I'm putting their place in the table and the number of points they have next to their mm. club. Because when I watch these matches, I want to know who's where. Because every week there's every, at least three or four matches. Every point is so valuable. Where it's, it's legitimately a relegation six-pointer. Yeah. Watford won, Everton nil. The lone goal here coming from Troy Deeney. Welcome back, Troy. What slow torture was this match? Everton. Uh, no, no, no. Slow and torture, perfectly described. Everton football club. That's true. As Men in Blazers said uh, on their show tonight, Everton are worse than Fergie's rendition of the national anthem. Uh, I don't know if they're worse than that, but it's, it's it up was, there. That was, just, that was Ever- terrible. Everton, man, I can't get. They should not be as 
bad as they've been. We keep saying that, though. Yeah, you know, know what that. this is. You know what this is, though. It's our season-long error. Yeah, yeah, it's our nightmare playing out week after week. But at the same time, it's a bunch of really good players who know that they are in a toxic situation with a manager who's not going to be there past this year. And so they they know that something's going to change next year, and they're just riding it out at this point. It's either going to be them going somewhere else or a new manager coming in. And the more that we continue on, and it was evident because of who they played this week, obviously being Watford, that Marco Silva move should have just happened. Yeah. Everything would be better hmm. probably if better Watford. For, probably better for Watford, They too. got their guy. Yeah. They like Javi Gracia. He's gotten them three points in this one. And and Everton would be in a much better place with Marco Silva, with um, that group of players. Everton's schedule remains overall friendly. They do play week 31, uh, which is Yikes. why I'm, I'm a little hesitant to just throw away Theo Walcott. Um, Let's but, say this, but Brian. Owning I need them, to interrupt you really quick. We keep talking about game week 31 because that's the one that's going to have yes. probably four Premier League matches in it. Yes. Now it's still assuming, five. Assuming on the that Spurs, right? Assuming, assuming that yep. Spurs do what they're supposed to do against Rochdale. Yes. If they beat them, then it's Rochdale. Yeah. I've been calling them Rockdale. It's okay. I said Rochdale earlier, so we're all wrong. Uh, Elbow, the band Elbow, has a song called "Jesus Was a Rochdale Girl." You could listen to that. It's a good song. That's fascinating. Anyway. <laughs> That's why we keep talking about yeah. Game Week 31, because only probably yes. eight clubs will be playing, and that's when you're going to want to use your free And that's hit. when if you buy Everton players, even you can own players from a team that gives you absolute zero confidence in every single match. <laughs> Except for Nias. I like having Nias in there. Dave. In fact, DCL screwed Nias out of a goal. Uh, the bad thing about Nias is exactly what you are going to probably get with him for the rest of the season, which is 56 minutes. <laughs> Um, I I can't imagine, despite Sam Allardyce saying this past week, that it, that Nias has been playing so well, it's making him hard not to include him. Uh, a great a great vote of confidence. I think what he didn't finish saying was that it makes him hard not to play him for fifty seven minutes. <laughs> he subbed off at fifty six. Anytime a uh, player hey, Dave, does not make the sixty mark, speaking it's just of brutal. cheap. Speaking of cheap guys who aren't going to help you probably very much sure. in the totality of things, if you don't buy Adrian Mariapa right now on this podcast, I will leave. I'm not joking. <laughs> Mariapa is 4.1. He was a part of our one-time only fantasy soccer podcast apology, if you remember, from weeks and weeks ago, because he was cheap then. He remains cheap and he remains playing and starting again. He is 4.1, and he got bonus points in this match. Any word on Jerry yet? You're right, Brian. I might have a Watford player by next week. Uh, De La Feu? Yeah. Injured. Javi Gracia says, we'll have to see how serious it is. Apparently okay. an ankle. Uh, well, he was carried, wasn't he? Carried off the bench. He sure looked bad. It did not look. It didn't look Neymar bad, but it looked bad. He, yes, he, he was just, helped into the into the locker room. Maybe he just has a low pain threshold. Could be. Bournemouth 2, Newcastle 2. Never have four goals been less fantasy relevant. I'll say. Dwight Gale times two for Newcastle, Adam Smith, and Dan Gosling. Man, Dwight Gale keeps doing this. 
No, don't even. I know. Don't you said his name before because we were always going to say his name all season long. He keeps doing this stuff. Hey, Brian. What day? You know who else keeps doing it? <laughs> who? Paul Dumb It. That's true. For about 10 minutes there, I was really seriously regretting not starting him. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, the cherries well clawed when, their way back in. When I saw it was uh, nil two at yeah. halftime, I thought to myself, Bournemouth can only play one of three ways. They can only ever win big, lose big, or come back dramatically from being down big to yeah. draw. And then he, when I saw, I didn't watch any of this match. I saw it was two nil. They were down at halftime. And when I saw that it ended 2-2, I was entirely unsurprised, and I did a little LOLing yeah, as yeah. well. Brian, Dummett got the hockey assist in this match. This is not a hockey podcast. He had the cross that eventually ended up at Dwight Gale's feet earlier, uh, earlier his second goal. His second I wish he got points for that, and it, even if he would have, it would have been deep, deep in my bench. The only thing that I found impressive about this match was that Dwight Gale scored both facing the goal and with his back to goal. That was a that was a, cheeky. It was a cheeky back heel, and what was kind of funny is he never even turned to look to see if it actually went in. I mean, I guess he figured no one was behind me. But still, man, sometimes like a defender will come flying out of nowhere and deflect it out. Nathan Ake, uh, who? Nathan Ake, remember him when he was really fun to put what the first time he played for oh, yeah. Bournemouth? I think I subbed I think I sold him like week three. Nathan Ake had the assi- an assist here, which is uh, all those points are few and far between. Uh Charlie Daniels is the guy who I, I like I said I uh, I was gonna sell him for Robertson. I didn't you stuck have with done him. That. I should have easily done that. And of course Charlie Daniels subbed off at halftime for tactical reasons. Charlie Daniels looks like the Premier League has passed him by, both in terms of uh, hairstyle and yeah. athletic ability. He's a little uh, Gabriel Byrne about it. <laughs> yeah, he does. A little bit. That's exactly right. Well done, man. West Brom 1, Huddersfield 2. Craig Dawson tried. He tried to do everything he could, but RVLP and Steve Mounier score again for the Terriers. West Brom is in dire, dire straits. They're done, right? Yeah, absolutely. West Brom did, is did done. You, did you notice when I was talking about the Premier League table, I said clubs 7 through 19. Yeah. That left out West Brom. Yet, Ahmed Hagazi remains at 20.9% ownership. <laughs> this is a weird, this is a weird one to me. This is a weird 20? one to me. Yeah. Point nine? Yeah, this is a weird one to me because Hagazi's 4.7 and he's owned 20.9%. Yet goal scorer Craig Dawson, who has not come out of the lineup since he's been healthy again, is 4.8 and 1.3% owned. They get the same clean sheets. And uh, I feel like it's such a weird disparity to have uh, that many people who never, ever went gave up on Hagazi. And in fact, more people bought him recently for his ownership to go up is it possible this would blow my mind but is it possible that there are so many fpl players out there who just never get around to selling defenders because they're they swapping their points only up front? offensive guys yeah, yeah it could be it's that'd be lot. the only thing i mean the fact that the fact that ben davis only recently caught up to hagazi in ownership 
and it took however many weeks of eight of like you read dave seven six twelves nineteens forties for people to finally go back to Ben Davis, and he has now, he still, I don't think, is owned as much as Ahmed Aghazi. The only alternative is that more than a million people stopped playing after the first international break. <laughs> yeah, that's possible. Yeah. Listen, I don't think that is. That's a, oh, yeah, you're right. It's not possible. That's a crazy high number. Can, can I please reference the most important thing in this match? Yeah. I think this is the first time I've seen this, these kits from Huddersfield. They were amazing. <laughs> That's not the Those first things time. were absolutely amazing. They were not the first time, but your point is well taken. Um, hey, Chris Brunt, six assists for the season. You want to buy him? Nope. No. Um, Actually, speaking of the number six, that's oh, good. Scott's stat of the day. And now it's time for Scott's stat of the day. It's what a great lead-in. It's very simple. That's how many points West Brom is from any other club in the Premier League. That feels like the same gap between two and one. <laughs> it might as well at be. At the bottom of the table. It might it's as well the, be. It's the equivalent of 19 points or whatever it is. West Brom has 20 total points. They have scored fewer points in the 14 matches Alan Pardue has been manager than in the 14 that were played to start the season under Tony Pulis. So you're saying his name should now be Alan Pardont? Absolutely. <laughs> Alan Parr, don't let him keep the job. Yeah. Now, here's the thing, though. Do you think that West Brom will even get to 26 total points? Uh, I well, would bet that they don't unless they sack their manager. The tough thing with them is that uh, what are they? I mean, are they? they don't seem like they're anything. But this is the same group of players. Basically, yeah. That... Challenge for a top half spot last year, plus Ahmed Hagazi, plus Jay Rodriguez. Like they've already shown that they're like in a game like this where you say, "Oh, this is your chance. You need these points. These are desperate points for you. You're playing against Huddersfield at home. At home against Huddersfield. This was the match. So now you got to go to Watford. Then you play Leicester. You might as well. You might as well at least chalk up a draw against Leicester. Then you have to play at Bournemouth." where that feels like it could be a draw again. Then you have to play Burnley at home, and that's not great. And then you have to play Manchester United, Liverpool, and Spurs yet in your schedule. Wow. I don't feel like there's much to even... West Brom's done, and it gives me great pleasure. Um, Wow. That's... Well, I guess you can feel that way, Dave. They're just the boringest... They they haven't brought anything but... (laughs) To the Premier Club League the last three years. Dave. It's true. Scott, you're you right. started the West Brom Hate Club a few years ago. I absolutely did. And I'm late getting on the train, but <laughs> and I'm here. Hey, look. Welcome. Welcome aboard. I'm on. On the Huddersfield side, because we have to mention him at least, Alex Pritchard. Uh, yes. Alex Pritchard with the assist. Now that's two, two good weeks in a row yep. for him. What's his price? I was going to bring 5. that up. He's 5.4. He was, again, I said this either last week or two weeks ago, he was a guy when, when that purchase was made. You it, said it's it, a good, good signing. It felt like a good fit. Uh, now, I've said that before and gotten it very wrong since right. Jermaine he, Defoe. He almost scored as well. I mean, he ended up with an assist. Yeah. But he almost scored as well. Here's my question. Yeah. Do I sell Junior Stanislaus to go down half a pound to Alex Pritchard? Well, I would say I would say – with those two guys, and because Huddersfield is one of the few teams that have a really nice run of matches coming up. Not yet, though. 
They not, play Spurs not next this week. coming week. They're right. at Spurs. Yeah, at Spurs, and that's uh, after they got destroyed by Spurs earlier in the season. That that easily could happen again. Um, well, I don't know. I don't feel like it's ba- a bad move either way. I mean, unless you know for sure you're playing the fifth guy or whatever it is that he would be. The big thing for me with him is that he's 0.1% owned. I mean, almost... Literally, no one. nobody owns him. Differ- 5,000 people own him. Differential Dave over here. That is a massive up. differential. And for a fifth guy, heck, why not, man? Yeah. I mean, for the record, Stanislaus is my fourth midfielder behind okay. or ahead of Milivojevic. Oh, yeah, Milivojevic, sure. Yeah. But Pritchard, I don't know, could be attractive. Heck, why not? Yeah. Brighton 4, Swansea 1. Oh, my God. Glenn Murray. Scoring two, Anthony Knockart and Jurgen Lukadia continuing the scoring. In fact, Brighton just kept right on going into their own net. Lewis Dunk with an own goal as well. Um, Brian, Scott, well, with this result. <laughs> no, Brian, I wanted to say that. I know what okay, you're going to okay, say. Okay, go ahead. And I wanted to say that. Brian. Dave. Remind me. Uh-huh. At what point was Scott saying... When he transferred Glenn Murray's championship goals to Premier League goals, uh-huh. at what point did he say he was poo-pooing Glenn Murray, saying that oh, no, Glenn Murray? Not, I wasn't going to ask that, but uh, but gonna, yeah, I mean, he's look at that's a that's a good question because I think he's up to ten now, right, Scott? Yeah. He's up to ten goals. Yeah, he is up he to is. ten. He is up to and ten. Like he's taking their penalties. Brighton will go. They won't score one week, and then. Couple weeks, he'll score three or four, and Glenn Murray's always in the middle of it. You think he's old and washed up, but he continues to produce. Scott, did you and I have a bet on Glenn Murray? I cannot remember. I don't think so, but I think if I remember, he scored I think twenty four goals last year. If only we could have a way to look that up. I know he did score twenty three goals last year, and I said that each one of those goals it would be a ratio of three to one. I thought he'd score eight. He's clearly exceeded those expectations. Okay, so it's not horrible off, but, I mean, there still is, what, eight or nine, ten? How many games do we have left? 11, ten 12, matches left. Ten matches left. So it's fair to say that he's probably going to get to 13-ish, maybe. Is that fair? Probably fair. He might. He, 15, might, get he might get to 15 goals. Special dozen, for sure. I don't know. He, he tends to score them in bursts. I agree. That's the thing about him. What's his price? I think he's less than six. If so I'm should I sell Jordan Ayew for Glenn Murray? I'm asking about selling a lot of guys. I don't five, have a wild card. He's 5.7. That's pretty cheap. I've got almost a full pound in my bank. If you had Glenn Murray and Pascal Grob on your team, and I know it's gross. I just say that because I like to. It just, you wouldn't be crazy. If you had if you had Murray, Firmino, and Kane as your strikers and gross as your th- fifth midfielder, that's not crazy. And you would probably be in a decent position in your league. Um, Pascal Gross, as we noted many, many weeks ago, is a, uh, uh, what's the term when you beat up only on crap teams? Flat track bully. He is a flat track bully, as Scott has uh, just reminded us. Uh, so I don't think it's entirely surprising that he would do well at home against Swansea. I would like to say, though nothing is out of the question with Brighton, I say they have three or four useful matches remaining. They play at Everton in week 30, 
They play home to Huddersfield in week 33 and at Palace in week 34. Maybe you could consider Leicester in week 32 as a useful match for them. Otherwise, it's almost entirely bad. So this is a great, great win for them. Scott, the question I was going to ask you is, Scott, with this result, are you more okay with not going after more Swansea magic? I don't, I don't know that I understand the question. Well, I just feel like a couple of weeks ago you were, you were upset because you felt because they ended up f- having some magic, and you Swans. didn't go after them whenever they beat Burnley, and then you kind of regretted it, and then now what looked like a good matchup for Swansea, they get absolutely drilled. This is this is what happens when you have when you beat Liverpool, you beat Arsenal, you beat Burnley. Is this a letdown? Did they think they could just walk in and win? Well, I think I think that you were maybe a Did week they? early on saying that the magic had run out on them. I think maybe e- either the magic has run out or this has just got to be what you should expect with a bottom of the table club in fantasy. Yeah. There's a reason why they're bottom of the table. They're going to have bad results. That it's going to happen. You can't expect a club that's you know somewhere in 17th or 18th to produce quality fantasy and or real life results every single week. There's a reason why they're 17th. So I I'm not going to overreact necessarily. Jordan Ayew is my third striker. He sometimes plays depending on the matchups. We've talked about Federico Fernandez. He could be a defender, probably a fourth or fifth defender, which is likely going to be someone who is a fringe player in your lineup slash on your bench. Uh, you know. That's just, that's just the reality. Fabianski is going to continue to be worthwhile as long as he takes a, a lot of shots that he has to block and, and save uh, and or you know get actual clean sheet results every so often. It's just what's going to happen when you have uh, Swansea, bottom half of the table players. Any of these clubs, I mean, every one of these clubs has bad results every third Ever so week often. at least. There's a reason why they're bottom look, half. I think, look, Swansea had come off some uh, a string of matches where they had been fantastic against Liverpool, Arsenal, Leicester, and Burnley. And so at some point, they were probably due for a let-off. Their upcoming schedule is very nice. And I think, you know, I think they're going to be okay. I tell you who's upcoming, who's upcoming schedule, and Brian briefly referenced it, and I had just said, hey, if you had Glenn Murray and Pascal Gross on your team, you're, you're going to be okay. Dude, their upcoming schedule is brutal. Yeah, it's they, terrible. They got more. They look like a slaughtered pig on the screen there when I brought up their schedule. That right there scares me a little bit in, in going forward and owning many, many of their, their players. We all know that the 10th match is coming up, at least as of uh, recording time, it's coming up. Uh, Arsenal and Manchester City will hopefully rescue your lineups Dave, uh, before the game week is over. Dave, on a scale from oh, uh, Alan Pardew at West Brom to yeah. Tony Pulis at West Brom, sure. Alan Pardew at West Brom, of course, being the, the lower of the two, yeah. how confident are you? I love how the guy the... who has the job is lower <laughs> than the guy who got yeah. fired from the job. That's amazing. How confident are you for the Arsenal-Manchester City re-rematch? Scott, how confident are you? Dave should be pretty confident. It's going to be hard for any. It's hard for any club to beat the same club so, twice in close proximity like this. Scott's probably right. Uh, and am I personally? It's confident? at Arsenal. I, am I personally confident? No. 
But I will say this. You can bend in, the stats to make you think anything. You can. You can bend <laughs> stats to say anything. Okay. I do think this. I think it is going to be an extremely volatile crowd. And I also think this. That crowd will not let them. That could turn it on in either direction, pro or a con. I think what a lot of people saw, and, and Gary Neville mentioned this on uh, Sky Sports, was 20 minutes left in that game. There was like one player playing what seemed like hard on the field, and that was Wilshire. And at that point, I stopped watching. I stopped watching after goal number two. I just couldn't stomach it anymore. Yeah. So there was people there, I heard, that walked out probably around the same time I turned it it's off. pretty empty, it seemed like, by the And end. so... Can you blame it on Wenger? I don't know. I, I feel like this time, this time it was the players. I mean, Ven- you can blame him for not making changes earlier in the game. Uh, I, I thought tactically it was okay. Well, I was going to say, I was going to ask, well, not ask you, but I just know the ESPN uh, FC guys were talking about it. They had a question from a, uh, from a viewer who yep. said, can you tell us something tactically? Uh, the question was specific about the tactics that Arsenal had. And they said, can you tell us something that's about the tactics and not just Arsenal sucked. Right. And I think for them, they felt like what were the tactics really in the sense that, you know, they said we, we, you know, your your tactics are that you're, every every person should have a job. And it seems so often that so many Arsenal players have no job. Well, Like what is Xhaka's job on the field when he's out there? Right. Is what he a does, passer or a tackler? Right. Yeah. How does Wilshire help them when you have someone like Xhaka out there and then you also have Aaron Ramsey who is kind of also roaming around wherever he seems to want and they they were not uh, happy with Wenger. Yes, the players lost this match. And yes, Wenger shares the blame in this. There's no doubt about that. I agree. I think to answer your question i think wenger has just set a tone with this club it will it's it's only sliding at this point think about every club in the premier league the manager doesn't go out and win the match or lose the match but he has the ability to set a tone to have a say in the spirit of the club you see that with pep you see it with jurgen klopp you see it with sean dyche you see it with potch you see it with, hell, with David Wagner. You see it with, with managers who are able to put a positive, not spin, but just a positive vibe in the club, That just a sense of a direction and leadership. Then you look at the clubs that are sliding. I and mean, we talked about it at the top of this show with Mourinho and Conti. They're not setting a positive tone with their club this year. You see it with Wenger right now. You see it with... Alan Pardew, that's the ultimate negative. (laughs) Wenger's entirely disconnected from his players at this point. I don't don't know that to be true, but it certainly seems that way. And that man is looking more and more frail by the week on that side, on that touchline. He's hardly able to do his little double fist uh, uh, little pump-ups after they score goals, which one was the last one they did? It feels like an eternity ago. Everton, can they play Everton every week? This is entirely on Wenger at this point. They got rid of the guys that they needed to get rid of, but it was unfortunately about two and a half years too late. Maybe. Maybe you're right. I, look, this he, this leads us perfectly into an injury roundup as soon as we want to get to it. Go to it. You don't want to have a thought? Nah, just go to it. All right, injury roundup. 
Howdy, partners. It's the injury roundup. <laughs> yeah. First of all, Nacho, Dave. Yeah. 8.6% of people still own Nacho Monreal. David, you could not have been happy to see Nacho leave the cup final after just 26 minutes. No, it, it seems like his last like three or four starts that's happened. Hilariously, as many fans pointed out, he hurt his back after an apparent dive. <laughs> One hilarious Twitter user said, if his name was Deli Monreal, we would have been hearing about this dive for weeks. Interesting. Uh, but Deli did dive too. Just saying. The Sun is reporting that Arsenal fans are fearing the worst about the injury. Who's a good tabloid? There's a good tabloid. Either way, the severity is uncertain at this exact moment, but you would assume he will not be available for City on Thursday at least. Great, Dave. There go your chances. Well, yeah, Callum Chambers is probably going to be back. That's not good. Um... City have their own deal. You saw Fernandinho, the other guy to leave early from the match due to injury, left around 52 minutes. Apparently a thigh-ish injury of some kind. Pep says he's injured the next games. He'll be out. Big loss for us. Not many people are going to own him. However, uh... That is uh, that we've you know we've already talked about him earlier in the season. Even if he's a complete madman out there, uh, he is helpful more than uh, more than anything else for them defensively in the midfield. Uh, <clears throat> everyone except Scott was probably a little bit pleased to see Aaron Ramsey start that game for Arsenal, even though he didn't play the whole match. Maybe now, like we said, maybe now's the time. Just six point nine, only three point eight percent owned. He's still uh, he's maybe? a differential guy. Raheem Sterling did not pass the late fitness test for the Carabao Cup match, even though he won't know whether or not he, you know, it doesn't help you this week for whether or not he's going to play against Arsenal Thursday. Uh, you will have an idea of what he looks like uh, at least for Sunday in the game against uh, Chelsea. Jesus, you probably saw back on the bench for City. Uh, yet another situation that we will know more about what's going to happen with Manchester City by Thursday afternoon. As we mentioned last week, Everton getting closer to having Jagielka, Baines, and Funus Mori back to full health again. It is only news to the less than 3% of FPL owners <laughs> who have Cuco, Martina, and John Joe Kenny. Um, Phil Jones, unsurprisingly, did not feature against Sevilla, also did not make the squad for the match against Chelsea. Eric Bailly, however, did make the squad and played the last few minutes at the end of the match. Goodbye, Chris Smallings. 3.9% ownership and fantasy relevance, probably. And then uh, the big one, I think, for Spurs, Jan Vertonghen's shock absence. Picked up an ankle knock in training prior to the Palace match. Missed the match completely. Pochettino said it was a heavy knock. That was the exact way he put it. Said, we hope it's not a big deal. Especially because the Toby Alderweireld injury is not completely cleared up yet. This is significant for them. Because they have three matches in the next 10 days. One of those, of course, the second leg against Juventus. That's a big, big match. I believe that's all of the major injuries of any fantasy significance. If I missed any, I feel terrible about it already. That's your injury roundup. Thanks, Brian. Well done. We did it. We're there. Nine-tenths of the way there. We're not doing the other tenth, but that's okay. You'll know what to do when you watch the match. I mean, you kind of know what's already going on. Absolutely. Next week, we will uh, take a look at, at the matches that are upcoming. 
We'll have a full slate of matches to review. And we'll discuss Match Week 31. Yeah, we'll discuss that a little bit more. That's when you should be using that free hit chip that hopefully you've saved up throughout the entire season. To Absolutely. This point. Hopefully you have it. If not gigs, you're going to have to take one. Yeah, take one for the team. big time. FantasySoccerFC.com is our website. Uh, Fantasy Soccer FC across the social media galaxy. That's it. Come find us. Scott, I hope this week that you're able to find that Premier League joy and it brings you back to next week's pod fully invigorated. For the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time.